thank you everyone who prayed for us while we were away preaching a, an admissions conference. I just went there to be a blessing to the church and try to be a help for Brother Paul. And Sunday night they told him they were giving him, besides their regular support they give him, they were giving him an extra $10,000 for his project. And so things went well there. Um, do pray that there's no leftover problems. Uh, they broadcast my testimony about persecution and they weren't supposed to. And they, they didn't realize or whatever, so I'm just praying there's no carryover into Paul's ministry when he goes home. I just I told Joe, I thank God for him here because they cut me different times when I'm doing something or saying something that I shouldn't or whatever, and they also try to protect, and they don't broadcast the prayer requests, and they don't broadcast certain parts, and you can't with our missionaries do that, but it happens, so I ask you to pray. <clears throat> And because I know you don't want one, a police officer in a small town stopped a motorist who was speeding down Main Street. But officer the man began, I can explain. Just be quiet, snapped the officer. I'm going to let you cool your heels in jail until the chief gets here. But officer, I just wanted to, I said, keep quiet, you're going to jail. A few hours later, the officer looked at his prisoner and said, lucky for you that the chief is at his daughter's wedding. He'll be in a good mood when he gets back. He says, don't count on it. I'm the groom. Okay. Genesis 26. In light of our missions conference, I'm not continuing tonight. I will in two weeks. I'll be continuing on a series, trying to finish up a series on men out always to pray. But tonight I want you to, to look at Genesis chapter 26. Verse 1, and it says, And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. You notice they're telling us there's going to be a shortage in America? Very soon here. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. God never wants his people to go into the world. Do you know that? Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee, and to unto thy seed, I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and, thy seed shall, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice, and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Tonight we're going to be looking at it's a message I've preached here before, it's quite a few years back now, called Complete Performance. Because we're looking at our missions conference coming up, and you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be pledging. I want you to understand, when you pledge a faith promise, that's the equivalent of making a covenant or making an oath before God. All right? It's not a promise that if, Lord, you give it to me, I'm going to give it back to you. It's out of what I have, I'm going to give you this, and I pledge to do this, whether it be on a weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, bi-monthly, or one at a time, whatever you're going to do, God expects you to perform that which you're saying. And we're going to look at this. You know, most people hear the word perform or performance, they think of entertainment. Okay? To me, that's especially true of politicians. You know, they're politically correct and their performance is judged on how they looked 
in doing something instead of whether they accomplished what they were supposed to. God always performs what he says he'll do. Man doesn't. So if you want complete performance, you need to put yourself in a situation of obedience to God. You'll see that tonight. So that God's responsible for the outcome and for the performance. So if we look at this, I want to question you, you know, what do you reward your children for? For what they attempt and don't complete or for what they complete? Hmm? Which is better? I want you to know God's not so concerned in how you start. He's concerned how you finish. We need to set high goals. You know, you know it says, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You know, and I, I, just with Paul Victor, and of course, he's going he's to quote William Carey, attempt great things for God, expect great things from God, you know, okay? But you know, if you attempt things and never complete them, the task or keep a promise, you're not really performing under what the definition of that word means, okay? To perform means that it takes place. Performance, or to perform, to do, to execute, to accomplish, to execute, to discharge, is to perform duty or office. To fulfill is to perform a covenant, promise, or contract. To perform a vow. Performance, in primary, you know, performance, the primary definition is execution or completion of anything in doing. Third definition points to acting or exhibition. You know what God is? God is not an actor. God is not an actor. You know what the false gods of this world are? Behind them are demons or devils acting, trying to give the, think they're telling they're going to give people something when they never perform it. Okay? My wife, she's, she's got to speak to the ladies that they're the ladies' missionary brunch or lunch or breakfast or whatever it is. And the missionary who's, you know, the, they've got a missionary's wife who's going to speak. And then one of the missionaries who are there presenting, you know, they're already supported by the church, but they're presenting their ministry again, gets up and the lady sings like a nightingale and plays the piano. And Judy's going, she says, honey, I just looked at it and, went, and the Lord says, just be real. Things will be okay. And she presented her heart. She says, people never asked me to sing. I won't sing because I love you people too much. He went on and, and just talked about what it meant to be real and the fact that God will never ask of you what you can't do. Okay, and she went on with that and she said, I said, well, what took you so long? She says, ladies kept coming up and saying thank you because I always fail at something and I'm trying to do this and trying to be that. And you helped me to realize God just wants me to be who I am and he'll show me what he wants me to do. Okay, so I want you to realize that you know what Christians are supposed to be to a lost and dying world? The real thing. Okay, not Sprite, the real thing. Okay, now go to, you know, in Genesis 26, I tell you, one of the ways of studying your Bible is the law of first mention. And it points to God's performance. You know, when I looked at the number of 41 references to perform or performance in the King James Bible, 12 of them are to God. Okay, and here you see in Genesis 26, you look at verse 3, 
Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. God says, I'll perform that which I promised you. You know what he's doing? He's encouraging Isaac to obey him. Then God can bless him. You know what God's saying to you tonight? Obey him so he can bless you. Okay, when you obey God's will, he performs. Uh, a preacher of a bygone period of time, not so many decades ago, George W. Truett said, To know the will of God is great knowledge. To do the will of God is greater achievement. Amen? Second mention we have, turn to Exodus 18. We'll try not to tarry too long, you know, but I went over out in Idaho. You guys are used to it. <laughs> Exodus 18. This is the second time this word is used. Start at verse 13. And it came to pass, Exodus 18, in verse 13. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from morning unto evening. See, I don't keep you that long. And when Moses' father, and I know Pastor Kenny's trying to keep you shorter than me because he's, he's listened to the cry of Israel, okay? Morning to evening, and when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away both you and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shall show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. Jeez, that sounds something like what a pastor has to do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, and rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. I watch that church out there. It's a thousand people or better. They only have a couple paid staff, and the rest are volunteer men. It's in, uh, this church has a lot of men in comparison to a lot of churches, Baptist church around the country. They have a lot of men, and they're ministering in all these different positions. And I watched that. Their delegation was there because their pastor is dealing with cancer. He's been dealing with it for over 15 years, and he's continuing to pastor them. And he's been told by the doctors that's not what's going to take him home. But he's going through different things with it. And it tires him out and stuff. And he depends on them and they're doing that. And you know what this thing is here? You know what this is? This is biblical delegation of duties. See, we have that. You can't perform it by yourself. Hearken now unto my voice and I will give thee counsel. God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward. The need of prayer. 
that thou mayest bring causes unto God, and thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and show them the way wherein they must walk, in the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, able men, as we said, fear God, as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness. You know, one of the abominations before God is lying. You know, and the Bible says all men are liars, but when you lie and you change things around and you manipulate something, don't think you're going to perform well for God or God's going to perform for you. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge, so that it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then shalt thou be able to endure, and all this people shall also go to their place in what? Peace. You can't do it by yourself. You know, and when it comes down to, if God's laid something on your heart, you fulfill the most important part and you get help for the rest. You know why? The flesh is weak. Turn to Romans chapter 7. Okay. I told them out there about my call to the ministry. God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things to confound the mighty. That's how I know God could use me. I don't like speaking in front of people. I'm just glad the lights were bright. I'm very comfortable here. I believe most of you love me. <laughs> Pastor Kinney does. That's why I'm allowed to continue, okay, and to serve in some place. But, you know, it's out there, and I'm, the lights are bright, and I'm looking at this place full, and it's like a theater seating. Okay, and you're down on the thing, and I'm going, okay, here we go, Lord. Have you got this? And I, I feel like, again, I said it before, sometimes God talks to me, and he says, hello, dummy. It hasn't changed. Okay, I gave you what you needed to say. Okay, so you know what it is. In Romans chapter 7, in verse 18, it says, For I know that in me that is in what? Dwelleth what? For the will is, but how to perform? I find not. You can't do it by yourself. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's not just carry somebody who's going through sin problems or going through struggles in their life. It's being there one for another to carry the weight. Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find what? Rest unto your souls. That's God performing that for you when you come to him with that weight. If it's a weight on you and you're carrying it and it's wearing you out, then you're not doing it fully God's way because he doesn't want that for you he's saying share it care about it for others and carry it's his burden now turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4 Genesis Exodus Leviticus Numbers Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 4. I can read my own writing. Okay. Deuteronomy 4, verse 1. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments where they teach you for to do them, that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Isn't that the same land promised Abraham? was mentioned with Isaac, the performance of it, okay? 
Ye shall not, now watch this, ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Jeez, there's something about God wanting his word to be protected. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. All of the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land, whither ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. What is their wisdom and understanding in the sight of the nations? God's word. Okay? All these nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh to them, unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And what nation is there so great that the statutes and the judgments so righteous as all this law that I set before you this day? Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest thou depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons. First they're to keep them, then they're supposed to teach them to who? Their sons and their sons' sons. Especially the day that the Lord stood us before the, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb. When the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them to hear my words, and they will learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And ye came near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire in the midst of heaven and with darkness and clouds and thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire, and ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard the voice. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform. Even the ten, even ten commandments, and he wrote them upon two tables of stone. Israel would become known, the nation, by their actions as a wise and great nation if they didn't change God's word, if they taught God's word to their, their young, if they performed, they, they obeyed and did God's word, the ten commandments. Okay? I got other places that could take you there, but they had to perform that which God commanded them. Christians get in trouble all the time because they let someone change God's word for them. All right? You need to understand. Go to 1 Kings chapter 6. 1 Kings chapter 6. Verse 11 says, And the word of the Lord came to Solomon, saying, Concerning this house which thou art building, if thou will walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments to walk in them, then will I perform my word with thee, which I spake unto David thy father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. They have to be willing to what? Walk in his word. What does God say? Okay. They were to keep it. They were to perform it. They were to obey. You know, if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. You know why Jephthah sacrificed his daughter? Not because God commanded it or required it. Because he was ignorant of God's word. 
You know, and so what do they try to do in a newer Bible? Say, oh no, she just served as a, as a virgin in the temple. No. He sacrificed her. And he did it ignorantly, not knowing what God says. What are we taught all the time? Ignorance is no excuse. And ignorance of God's word for anybody who's been saved for a long period of time is no excuse. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 23. Deuteronomy 23, verse 21. When thou shalt vow a vow unto the Lord thy God, thou shalt not slack to pay it. For the Lord thy God will surely require it of thee, and it would be sin in thee. But if thou shalt forbear to vow, it shall be no sin in thee. In other words, when you vow before God to do something and you don't do it, guess what that is? It's sin. That which is gone out of thy lips thou shalt keep in what? That's a command. Even a what? Faith promise giving. A free will offering. According as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God, which thou hast promised with thy mouth. <laughs> by your words you shall be, and by your words ye you shall be. Amen? If you promise God, you vow it. If you don't perform it, it becomes sin. Now, we have it easier than Israel, because if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and what? Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. I speak not by commandment, but occasion of the forwardness of others to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you. And if you don't know what expedient is, ask Mrs. Legault. She's the English Nazi. Okay. Or Shannon. <laughs> Okay, give my advice for this is expedient. I was just trying to give Pastor Kenny a break. He's been nice to me. Who have been, <laughs> who have begun before, not only to do but also to be f forward for a year ago. Now therefore, perform the doing of it. That if there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according that a man hath, and not according that he hath not. You can't give what you don't have. It's a free will offering. That means you, in obedience, you sacrifice something from your fleshly need of that so God can use it. Amen? Amen. Is that clear? Let there be a performance of it. Okay, Isaiah 44, 28. And we're almost finished, believe it or not. Isaiah 44. I want you to see... There's a point here, and this is the fact I want you to know. God always keeps what he says. Verse 28, this is Isaiah 44, verse 28, that saith of Cyrus. Now, got to remember, this prophecy was given 160 years before the birth of Cyrus. Okay? He wasn't over the Medes. He wasn't over the Persians. He wasn't a twinkle in his father's eye. 
And God gives this prophecy, this promise. And thus saith Cyrus, he is my shepherd. See, God can use saved to perform his will and the lost. He is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built, into the temple thy foundation shall be laid. The point is, God keeps his word. You never have to question his performance. You may not like his timing, but you don't have to question his performance. One last place, Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 Let me see here This is talking about Abraham From verse 16 the context is talking about also that which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. It is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall they seed be. In being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Ninety-nine and ninety? <laughs> he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being what? Fully persuaded that he had promised, he was able also to what? Perform. Fully persuaded God could perform his promises. That's what faith is involved. Jump quickly to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3. Abraham believed God and obeyed. He had to learn to do that. Did he always obey 100%? No. Did he always do it when God told him to do it? Eventually. All right? So you know what that is? That tells me there's room at the cross for me. Amen? But I want you to see something. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes, that's 10% of all your increase, the top. And what? Offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even the whole nation, this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And what? Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing there that there shall not be room enough to receive it. You know what God's saying? Check out my performance. Just obey. Now, I don't know. I only know what God lays on Judy's in my heart for missions giving. I have no idea what He lays on your heart. If you've been praying, God will talk to you about it. And when He gives you that, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to say, well, I can't afford this, I can't do that, I, you know, I, I can't do this, I can't do that. I, you know, I, if I do this, how would I budget this? You know what faith doesn't have? Doesn't have a human budget. 
It's not something chosen by me. It's something chosen by God. And my, pro- my problem and my part is to make sure I'm listening so that I can obey so he can perform. Amen? J. Hudson Taylor to Burma. I am no longer anxious about anything as I realize the Lord is able to carry out His will and His will is mine. It makes no matter where He places me or how. That is rather for Him to consider than for me. For in the easiest positions He must give me His grace and in the most difficult positions His grace is sufficient. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Good night and God bless.